Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 7.44 on your Monday morning. We put this time aside every week for a guy who's just a tremendous guest, the editor of the National Review, Politico, NBC. His columns syndicated in the New York Post often are as good as anyone in the country. And again, he's the perfect Monday morning guest here on Bernie and Sid. It's our dear friend Rich Lowry. Rich, good Monday morning. Welcome back, pal. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. I detailed the story for Bernie and the listeners about uh, 40 minutes ago. Me and uh, my beautiful wife, Danielle, walking around the city on Saturday in between the shops at Columbus Circle, West Elm Furniture Store. It was one fight after another about the mask because, as you know, Rich, we've been out to, to lunch together. I won't wear them, and I haven't worn them for mm-hmm. two years. I just yep. I never believed them from day uh, one. You've been ahead of the curve. I was ahead of the curve. Thank you. Uh, long story short, I'm still not ready to comply, and the city is not getting any better. Now, you had COVID. You were very sick, actually. What um, What is your feeling on that? Are you wearing masks these days? Do you, if, if somebody wants you to wear it indoors, do you put it on without a fight? What does Rich Lowry do? I, I put them on. I, I mean, no, it's pointless. They never particularly bothered me. They're just, they're really annoying. You know, I, I wear glasses. They, my glasses fog up. You know, if you have to wear them for any period of time, <laughs> I was at a, a little sports <laughs> of, event uh, over the weekend or had to wear it for like an hour and a half, your ears start to hurt. Right. So, and they're pointless, you know, they're, they're, they're pointless. And so, but, but you say they're pointless, but, and this has uh, been my fight from day one, and Bernie could attest to this. They're not, because it, it is the fact that somebody is telling you to mm-hmm. do it. The, the, there's a larger meaning to this whole thing. It's basically the government yeah. is telling you what to do, and that's why I've not been okay with this since day one. Yeah, no, I, I take that point, and I, I was going to say that they're pointless, but for children, it just it makes zero sense, and that's totally got to stop. And to what you're saying about how it's someone telling you what to do, we've seen these a, a bunch of pictures now, Stacey Abrams' most notable one, of adults in classrooms or at schools with every single kid masked and the adult unmasked for the photo. So it, it's, it's become like a, um, a status symbol where you, you go into a restaurant and all the staff and the waiters have to wear masks, and you don't. And you're a dignitary, you go to a school, you don't have to wear a mask. All the kids do. You know, you're Gavin Newsom at a football stadium. Everyone else in the stadium has to wear a mask. You don't. And that's, that's uh, pretty reprehensible. Selfish and cruel. These people are truly, truly monsters. I mean, what they're doing to these kids is absolutely unspeakably uh, bad. For, for it, it's going to, it's going to, for future, for decades to come, it's going to affect these kids psychologically. Rich Lowry, I know you're not a big fan of the Olympics, to say the least. Uh, the opening ceremonies Friday night, you had Putin in the stands. He actually fell asleep. He's sitting there by himself, and his head's rolling around, his eyes are closed, <laughs> and he's sleeping. But even more importantly. Apparently, China and, uh, you know, Xi Jinping and Putin, China and Russia, they sort of uh, came up with some sort of agreement, uh, some some sort of statement, an alliance. And uh, this is on the precipice of uh, Russia invading the Ukraine. I know you're not a fan of all this. Tell us about it. Well, it's just uh, it's an authoritarian Olympics. It's it's all about valorizing the Chinese state. Uh, the opening ceremonies I, I watched just for as a news event, and you know it was awesome. 
but my takeaway is that means, you know, the pyrotechnics and the pageantry are going to be fantastic when China invades Taiwan and occupies Taiwan. This huh. deal with Putin, really bad, and uh, sh- shows, you know, that the, the world is, is realigning, and this is a hugely important axis, and it's probably on the verge of him in, invading Ukraine in some form or another. So it's bad. I do have to say, though, I just can't help myself. I... There's a TV that was on. I did not turn it on. I promise. I'm 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 boycotting. But uh, the, for the the U.S. women's hockey team playing Switzerland uh, yesterday, and I'm such a nationalist, it just kicks in. It was six nothing USA. I was like, come on, let's make it seven. Can we make it seven? <laughs> yeah, you can't help yourself. Yeah. No, you're a great yeah. American. As so, Sean Hannity would say, you're a great American. I said the same yeah. thing this morning. I could. I found myself uh, compelled to watch it. Yeah. You know, it was, it was actually good TV. Can't help it. Which Lowry editor, National Review. So the Spotify. CEO has apologized, but he also supports Joe Rogan after Joe's racial slurs episodes were removed. About 100 episodes were taken off of Spotify. He used the N-word, I guess, uh, a bunch of times, and um, he also apologized, Joe Rogan. What are your thoughts on all this? Uh, to, to Bernie's credit, for example, earlier he played Jimmy Kimmel doing a whole stick with Carl Malone, black guy on television. Howard Stern has done this for years. And now Joe Rogan, of course, his, his feet are being put to the fire. What are your thoughts on the whole Joe Rogan story? Yeah, I mean, no one's sincere about this. They're just using it as a tool against him. Joe Biden said the the, the word out loud. One of the guys who got got this rolling, um, this latest attack on him, um, in his not he's a novelist, and in his novels he uses the word. So there's no consistency here, and they're just trying to destroy this guy. And I, I at first, you know, two weeks ago or whatever it was, I was like, okay, Spotify, they're being they're pretty pretty good on this. I, I think if you were if you're not Joe Rogan, he clearly would be dead. They clearly would ditch him. I mean, that, that CEO statement yesterday was just appalling. It was craven. It was weak. And just no one in our society anymore can say to people, uh, no, get over it, stop crying, um, be an adult. And that's what he should, t- should have told his employees. He didn't. And, again, if, if you were just a little less invested in Joe Rogan, you know, $20 million rather than $100 million, I think he'd fire him. So I think I, I find it really disturbing. Yeah, and of course, uh, you know, it goes unsaid that Joe Rogan is just putting out actual information that, uh, you know, contradicts what the government has been saying, and he's been validated by it, by the facts. Uh, speaking of Craven and, uh, you know, uh, just disgusting what happened, uh, this trucker's convoy, this freedom convoy up in Ottawa, Rich Lowry, uh, the, you had uh, GoFundMe. These people raised like $10, 11000000 million on GoFundMe. And I know it's not a big topic down here in the United States. It is on Twitter, but not necessarily, uh, you know, among mainstream, uh, the common denominator uh, people out there. Let's put it that way. But GoFundMe actually uh, took the money. They stole the money from the uh, truckers, and they said we're not giving it to them because they support violence. Meanwhile, they gave, they allowed BLM and Antifa to raise money at, at GoFundMe, and that wasn't a problem. What do you think of all that? Yeah, I mean, that's also really bad. And just these institutions that are supposed to be neutral, they're not. They say they apply standards, you know, against hate and misinformation. It's only against one side. And what they're calling hate and misinformation very often isn't. And the reaction to this protest reminds me, remember way back, right at the beginning of the pandemic, there was a protest in Michigan against Governor Whitmer's ridiculous, arbitrary restrictions. 
And there are about two Confederate flags. There are thousands of people and two Confederate <laughs> flags. So they're all made into white nationalists. And I remember I spent like hours watching every single uh, minute of video of I could just to determine if there are actually two Confederate flags in the entire protest. But it was a gigantic smear campaign, and we're seeing the same thing in Canada. And there was one uh, a Confederate flag in Ottawa, one a Confederate flag clearly planted there to make them look bad, but uh, a Confederate flag in Canada? It doesn't even make sense. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I, Southern Canada, us, I, I don't know. Yeah. By the way, the Devils are in Ottawa for the uh, Senators tonight. <laughs> Rich Lowry, editor of the National Review, joining us here. We spoke moments ago about uh, Joe Rogan. You live in New York City. Eric Adams, of course, is the mayor here. I've been all over. I think I'm ahead of the curve with that one, too, because I've never bought into his nonsense from day one. Never have. I think he's a phony. He speaks out of both sides of his mouth. And for the most part, is an angry, resentful guy. Uh, he came out, uh, the video came out at least, of him using the word cracker a couple of days ago. He's apologized. Everything's fine. But I have to tell you, if you put together a list of things that have gone wrong in this city and things he's done wrong in the first 30-plus days, Rich, it's a pretty long list. Yeah, it has been an encouraging start. And, and the thing that's really distressing is the some of the key things that are wrong about the city are out of his hands. So even if he were, he were performing at 100%, the bail law is not changing. That's a, that's a state law, and there seems to be no significant movement to change it despite outrage after outrage where you see criminals released and, and uh, perpetrating heinous acts uh, when they're free. And then the, the, he can't affect the DAs. You know, if the DAs aren't going to prosecute, we can arrest all the people we want, and they're back on the streets. So th- those, are, those are two things that make it really hard. That doesn't mean he's doing a good job, but it just means th- th- this thing is uh, a really tough nut to crack, and New York still may be in a, a really bad place a couple of years from now. And last one for me, Rich Lowry, on the Bernie and Sid show, uh, the feel-good story of the weekend, and just uh, emblematic, really, of uh, how the, the fake news really just suckers for hoaxes and phonies and all that stuff, the way they embrace this guy, Michael Avenatti who was convicted on uh, Friday and faces 22 years for uh, really, uh, what, what, I guess he, he milked uh, uh, Stormy Daniels, maybe there's a better way to put that, out of $300 million. <laughs> but anyway, uh, $300,000, excuse me. But he faces 22 years, feel-good story of the year. But there's a bigger, a bigger picture here. Yeah, so it was clear all along that guy was a snake oil salesman. There's no way you could look at him and, and not realize well he wasn't entirely on the up and up. But the mainstream media, especially CNN, promoted him into a great hero. There was a period there where he was on CNN every primetime every single night. They actually, and, offered, they actually offered him to take it a step further, a Saturday morning show with Anthony Scaramucci. <laughs> him and Scaramucci, I swear to God, Rich. <laughs> it's, too, it's too perfect. And then, of course, CNN's had this huge meltdown which is, you know, everyone there was corrupt, basically. Yep. So the, the Andrew Cuomo thing began, uh, you know, ended up taking everyone down, Chris Cuomo, and then Chris Cuomo took, took Zucker down. And it, it'd be great if CNN were just a news network again, but I don't think that's going to happen. Never going to happen. Okay, no. last one. We are now six days away from Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. You're a big-time sports fan like we are. Right now the Rams are a four-and-a-half-point favorite over the Bengals. I asked you this last week, but I gave you time to change it or keep it today. <laughs> you will not be on this show again until after the Super Bowl, Rich. Uh, Who wins on Sunday? Uh, the pressure. Well, the Rams are clearly the better team. I'm still with, I'm still with Joe Barrow. I'm going with the better quarterback. I'm going with the hot hand. I'm going with the Cinderella story. So, Bengals.
Wow. I like it. And they're getting four and a half points, too. So at the end of the day, you can uh, lose that game by a field goal and still cash in your check there, Rich. How there you that? go. There you have Coming it. Ahead. Hey, Rich, as always, you're great. You're the perfect hey, Monday morning guest. We love you, pal. Enjoy the Super Bowl. All right. Have a great week. All right. You too. Rich Lowry, the editor of the National Review. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.